0: CR101radio.com Podcasts and more. Welcome back to another episode of Preschool Pioneers. I am your host, Jeremy Walker. You can follow us on our parent network, CR101 Radio, on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Gab, YouTube, and Liberty News Radio. You can subscribe to this podcast on your preferred platform so that you never miss an episode. Visit cr101radio.com forward slash preschoolpioneers for these links. So, let's go ahead and get started. This episode is entitled, L is for Love. Defining love and how to teach children to recognize it. Well, welcome to Preschool Pioneers. I want to thank you as the listener for joining me. If you are new to Preschool Pioneers, let me introduce myself. My name is Jeremy Walker. I'm a Christian minister here in Southwest Florida. I'm married to my lovely wife of over 20 years. Together, we have 11 children and have been running successful Christian schools here in Southwest Florida for over 20 years as well. One of the primary things I want to do with this podcast is promote other Christians to get inspired, to help them get equipped, and to help them get involved. So let's start by inspiring you. Let's start with the question we'd like to answer at the beginning of every Preschool Pioneers episode. Why Christians should become teachers. Christians should become teachers because children are not being taught what love truly is, because they have not been taught the true understanding of what love is or how to recognize it. They are then left without a proper standard and are not able to love others, nor are they able to tell if others truly love them. And so I have to start with this episode asking the question. What is love? Well, there are lots of different definitions of love. Depends on if you want the Christian definition or do you want the humanistic definition. Lots of different definitions out there, and the vast majority of them, almost all of them, are wrong. And that includes the people that are well-meaning, that call themselves Christian. To answer this question, I want to go over a few things, and we'll talk about them. As a parent and as a teacher, here's the things that you're going to need to know. The part is the equipped part about what it means to love, to truly love. How do you love your child? How do you show them that you love them? How do you know if they love you? How do you know as a teacher if you are truly showing love to your students? And how do you know if your students are showing love towards you? Well, let's hop to the Bible In Hebrews 12, we have verse 6 and following. It says this, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, We have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits, and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them, which are exercised thereby." Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down, and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Unquote. Here in Hebrews 12, we get our first idea and glimpse from the biblical definition of love. Here it says that God chasteneth and scourges those who he receives because they are his children. Correction, then, is an absolute sign of love from the parent. If children have good parents, good moms and good dads, and including good teachers, they are going to correct their children. That's how they show that they love them. Furthermore, we are told that it's not easy to be corrected. While you're undergoing correction, it's not exactly joyous, but it is grievous. But if you love your child, if you love your students, then you will not allow them to get away with doing what we call bad things, breaking the commandments. This will set a child up for failure. And in fact, with this definition, you'll find that it means that most parents are, by definition, because they withhold discipline from children that is exerting their authority and positive and negative consequences for their children and for their students. They do not and cannot show love for their children or for their students. This is a very important concept. This means children need to understand that the person who loves them is the one who does not allow them to do bad things and get away with it. It changes the definition entirely. See, people today have the idea that permissiveness, all permissiveness, no discipline, no correction, is how you show love. The Bible, God, clearly states the opposite. If you love your child, you will teach them the proper way to act. You are going to destroy your child currently and their future if you don't properly love them and teach them how to live. In 1 John chapter 3, we have more, starting in verse 16. Quote, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but indeed and in truth, and hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him. Unquote. So, First John three, it gives us another definition of love, what it means. It's not an emotion; it's an action. It's seeing someone who has need, but you refuse to help them. You could help them, but you absolutely refuse to do so. This is showing hatred for other people. When somebody is truly in need and you refuse to help them, you hate them. Teaching this to children is very important. This means it teaches them how to work in a community, to cooperate, and you couldn't be understated just how important it is to see people to become empathetic towards other people. They can't look at somebody who's in genuine need and just not care. That is not love. In 1 John 4, starting at verse 5, we have, They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another: for love is of God; and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God; for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us his spirit. Now here in 1 John 4 is laying out a few things. Is laying out two different camps of people, people in the world And they listen to and follow the advice that is being given from those people. They hear it and they say, ah, that's the truth. The people of God, they, of course, they hear what the people of God are teaching and go, ah, that's the truth. And so you have here the knowledge of the spirit of truth and the knowledge of error. The question is, is how is love defined? Because people love to take these verses out of context, especially verse 8. When it says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, what is it that shows us that God loved us? Well, he gave his only son to us. That's how it is that God showed his love to his people. Now, those people that reject Jesus Christ, well, they do not know the love of God. They cannot know the love of God. They can never love properly. To hate God, to hate Jesus Christ in particular, that means you can never love properly. In First John 5, we have in verse 1 and following, quote, "...whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begetteth loveth him also that is begotten of him." By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God, and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith." So in 1 John 5, we now get another definition. How do we know when we love God? This is an important question. It's simple. We keep His commandments. What does this tell us? It tells us that we know our children love us when they listen to us, when they obey our voices as parents. As a teacher, you know that your children are showing love to you if they also listen to you. And also, once again, they are showing the opposite. They're showing that they hate you if they refuse to listen to your voice. It doesn't matter if you're the parent and it doesn't matter if you're the teacher. It's not emotion. It's not about the little hugs that you get. And this is what people are missing. They don't want to exert what we call authority. They don't want to be an authority figure. I want to be my child's friend. No, that is not the proper relationship for parents and children or teachers and students. We are not facilitators. We are educators. And here we see this one simple thing. The keeping of God's commandments is how we know that we love God. And we like to. We like to. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. That's how you can know if you truly love God. Those people who refuse to teach God's commandments, those people who hate God's commandments, these people cannot love god because they do not keep his commandments and they view them as evil and vile not something to be happy about to be grievous is something that you're having to do begrudgingly this should not be this is not how a person knows that they love god if you're a christian parent you want your child to understand or have an indicator if they truly are a christian or not this is what we're talking about here This is where you draw in the sand. How do you know you love God? Well, do you, one, keep his commandments? Is that a characteristic that you have? And two, do you do so willingly and happily? And this is how you're going to overcome the world, your faith. Your faith is in God. You keep the commandments. Your faith in God as the authority. Your faith in God that his commandments are good. For you and society this is how you're going to overcome the world no one can tear you down no one can attack your child no one can undergird your faith or the faith you're trying to transmit to your children and to your students if you give them this simple truth simple truth that god is love for the love of god is we keep his commandments and they're not grievous And this is how we can overcome the world. Let's go on to another one. Romans 13, starting at verse 9. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. There you go, people. It couldn't get any more clear, spoken, and plain for any parent that's paying attention. If you're a teacher, a prospective teacher, this is the definition, the absolute definition of love itself. See, All the commandments are tied up in what we call the golden rule. And as a young child, I thought the golden rule was kind of silly. But now as a person who's grown up and teaching myself and as a pastor, I find that it's the most absolutely astonishing thing on the planet. When you look at a child and you're trying to teach them, it's very easy to correct them by asking a simple thing. How am I supposed to know what to give advice to my child? How am I supposed to know to correct them. Well, really simple. One little thing you do with kids in your home or at school is say, you already know how you're supposed to treat this person. You already know how to convey love to this person. If you use the one simple thing, which we call the golden rule, would you want this person to do this to you? Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself and do unto others as they'd have you do unto them. These simple principles it was what god gives us to understand or us to understand if we are being loving and if they someone else is loving us so let's give some other more understanding of this you won't do things to hurt yourself you wouldn't want somebody else to take the biggest slice of pizza you wouldn't want somebody else to shove you out of line and take the first spot and so forth and so on And so it's very simple to teach young children in the home or at school how to know if they are loving. Because it says here, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. You're not ever trying to harm another person. Well, what does harm mean? Ah, another big uh, interesting thing. Because a lot of people will say things are hateful. A lot of people say things are hateful or that they are good. One thing that pops off the top of my head that some people say is hateful is if a person has a lot of money. That's one thing that's hateful, being rich and somebody else is poor, and you just don't want to give your money. You don't want the government to steal your money and give it to somebody else. You don't like the concept of socialism where you're having to pay for somebody else's schooling and paying for somebody's medical care and paying for somebody's food. After all, it's said if somebody has need and you won't open up your bowels of compassion – then you're showing hate. So isn't it the loving thing to be a socialist? Isn't it a loving thing to give all your money to the state so that they can produce a system where everybody is equal? Well, no, it's not. Charity is a private matter. It is not a state matter, not remotely. So any state that is stealing from people and claiming, claiming that they're doing good are literally showing hate. They had to steal first. The fulfilling of the law, people want to say that love is separate from God's commandments and nothing can be further from the truth. You can't properly know love or hate if you don't have a standard, a definition. And God clearly states it. The Ten Commandments are in brief, the overview where all the commandments are at. You have to keep these to show love to somebody. And if somebody's doing this, they're showing love to you. And, of course, it's summed up into love your neighbor as yourself or to do as others uh, you have them do unto you and to don't work any ill to your neighbor because love is the fulfilling of the law. So we need to teach the kids God's commandments. They can't possibly know love without those commandments. This means that no one, almost no one, specifically in the humanist educational field, ever to teach a child to know love and to properly love, because they don't teach the law. They view the law as hateful and evil. And God says, No, this is your standard of love. And so many people will be in abusive relationships as they grow up. It could be men, it could be women, it could be children who are being abused by their parents, whatever. And they will still say, Well, I know that they're doing these terrible things to me, but I know they still love me. No, they don't. If somebody is breaking the commandments towards you, they do not love you. If you are breaking the commandments towards somebody else, you do not love that person. You cannot cheat on your wife and still say, but I still love her. You can't refuse to teach God's commandments to your children and say, I love them. You can't withhold correction and discipline from your child and say, yes, but I still love them. I don't punish them. I don't have consequences for them. Because if I did, I would be showing hate, not love. Nothing can be further from the truth. Your children deserve to know the truth. And the Bible gives it to us. But so many parents do not listen to God's advice. And why don't they listen to it? Because they're not of God. Remember what it said earlier in our passage. That the world heareth them they speak of the world and the world hears them and the christians they speak of god and those that are of god hear him so if you're a christian you hear this you hear what i've just taught you and you know it's true then you need to put these things into effect teach the commandments to your kids keep the commandments towards your kids have your children keep the commandments towards everybody else and teach them to keep the commandments towards you Teach them the proper way to love, the only way to love, and that is the keeping of God's commandments. Not just on the outside, but in your heart. On the outside's not enough. But what does the humanistic parenting advice say? Let's jump real quick to our preschool pioneers field guy with don't try this at home or school. Modern parenting and educational advice that you need to avoid. Well, one of the quotes is unconditional love. This is one thing that was constantly printed in the book. They could just take a stamp and just stamp, 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 stamp it all over the entire book. Unconditional love. There is no standard. Now, I know that you might think that's silly that you can just let a child do anything and they're supposed to have full acceptance. But that's exactly what it means. There is no standard to have unconditional love towards somebody. Unconditional affection. I mean, no matter what they do, it doesn't change how you feel about them. Unconditional support. No matter what they do, you will continue to help this individual. This is lunacy. If somebody lies to me, steals from me, harms my children or my wife, I am not going to support this person. I will not further help them hurt me or my family. I will not have the same sentiment towards this person. I will have a very terrible view towards this person. I will not love them. I will hate them. Why? Because they hate me. It's obvious. Here's another quote, not just the unconditional loved one. Quote, maybe most important, instead of feeling like he has crossed the line that leaves him disconnected, Beyond the love of his parents, he has learned that he's loved unconditionally. His parents didn't give up on him. They know that at core, he is a good person and wants to do right. And they never stopped believing in him. That belief will strengthen his belief in his own goodness and help him grow in your trust. Because the healing miracle of unconditional love is that there is no line. There is only love unquote. Now, biblically, you should be able to look at this and want to absolutely vomit. Why would you want to vomit? They're saying there is no line. There is no standard. No matter what a person does, says, or acts upon, you are going to accept everything about them. No matter what they do, you believe in their inherent goodness. This stuff couldn't be more unbiblical if it tried. They don't have a definition for love. In fact, they're against the biblical one because the biblical one says there is a standard. There is a line. The line is the commandments. We know when somebody loves us and we know when we are loving someone else. We have a standard. We have a line. On one side is love. On the other side is hate. You need to teach this to your children. You need your children in your home, your children in your school to understand this. The silly notion, the insane idea of unconditional love is just that. It's insane. No one believes it. No one actually can act upon such silliness. And the people that are claiming to have this unconditional love standard, well, they're the ones who have a standard. And that standard is against God's commandments and against God's law. They can love anybody except those who want people to keep the commandments, of course. Well, thank you for joining me on this episode, L is for Love. Why it's important that children learn how to recognize it, God's Word. Want to learn more? Visit our website, cr101radio.com forward slash preschool pioneers for more links. And, of course, for our materials, you can visit gcsapprenticeship.com for more information. Until then, this is Jeremy Walker. Thank you and God bless.